We are back to normal summer days here in the capital, aren't we, Sammy? Yes, we are. Sweaty, sweaty, sweaty. Yeah, well, you know, it's always nice to know that your friends are going to be out on a long, hard, hot day, come right into your house and use it as their own as they take a dump. Yeah, well... You know, you wanted to start recording earlier, you, so... You weren't ready for that one, nope, were you? No, it was not. Thank <laughs> you very much. Love it. Let's Sick. start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, yeah, the fucking gooner grab. Smoke of a lord. Look straight and short. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! Fucking Hello and welcome to the Drunkard United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is the relieved Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing? Relieved. About five pounds lighter? Uh, two and a half. Ah, good on you. Save some for my house. <laughs> We're recording at the Drunkard United Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with your footballing friends. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can, Mr. Graham. Tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at D Football Show on all of the social media and D Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Fabulous. Or, as I always like to say, Sam... You can just zoom your ass in from Tomorrowland, even That's right. across the globe. Joining us is our good friend, Jane. Jane, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. And uh, tell me, who do you support? Uh, I'm a Brentford Beast supporter, man. All huh? the way from South Australia, Bross Valley. I mean, it's only taken, what, like 80, 90 years to get up to the top flight? Something like eh, that. It's only going to take one to go back down. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. And as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sammy, what are we drinking tonight? Jane, I just want to let you know that he writes all this shit himself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's a There's, slick nickel. That I know. I <laughs> You're embarrassing me in front of someone actually successful in this industry. <laughs> uh, so we have the former international brand ambassador for uh, Yolumba Wines from South Australia. She now, Miss Jane, is an independent contractor that goes around and helps wineries kind of retool. Is that do I have that correct, Jane? Yeah, all sorts of things, yeah. yeah. At the minute with COVID, we're changing a lot of cellar doors from uh, conventional to by appointment only. So, yeah, it's it's interesting times. There you go. So from uh, distilled spirits, which we normally drink, we decided to take a break with such an illustrious guest. Tonight, we have the Y series from Yolumba Wines, uh, her mm -hmm. former employer, um, the Viognier and the Shiraz Viognier. Uh, we have both of those. The Viognier uh, rings in, I'm sorry, at 13.5% by volume, and the Shiraz Viognier at 14.5% by volume. And now I'm going to let the educated one speak. Very good. <laughs> Jane, the floor is yours. Talk to us about wine. Yolumba is the oldest family-owned winery in Australia. Um, they're 100 and 
70 years in the same family business, 1849 they started. In actual fact, on other sides, on opposite sides of the world, 1849, Yolumba starts making wine in the Barossa Valley, South Australia. 1889, the bees start kicking footballs around in uh, Middlesex. So <laughs> quite a similar age sort of unit. Um, besides making wine, back in the day, uh, we used to make um, all the fortified and brandy for the British Empire, 1890 through 1915. And uh, every um, winery pretty much of that age had a still. And mm-hmm. uh, Yolumba's also been popping out single malt um, Australian whiskey for a long, long time. So Fabulous. even though it's breakfast time here, I thought in the spirit of the show, I would join you with a dram. Lovely. Awesome. Oh, fantastic. There little Australian go. single malt to go along Cheers. with coffee. That's a good way to go. Cheers. 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 Well, everyone, please remember to drink responsibly. Oh, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let's cheers. Let's go ahead and get into it. Cheers. We had the, we had the fancy cheers. You like that little echo? That was nice. Do it again. Oh, those Ooh. are good glasses. It is. You yeah, got the good yeah. stuff out. Sam, Sam broke out. Big Sam broke out the good glasses. So that's how that's how we work it. Fabulous. Well, the, the wines are lovely. I think um, the Vignes around 10 bucks on the shelf around here and the Shiraz Vignes around like 13 14 no. There you go. Oh, yeah, going outside of our comfort zone. Yeah, they're delicious. <laughs> All right. So the next white, especially, is quite refreshing. Yes. Being as it's about 85 fucking degrees in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got the fan on. We got the air conditioning on. Settle down. I'm I'm the big one. I'm the one that should be sweating more than you there, killer. Um, so next up on our getting to know you series is obviously Brentford, which um it's a club that's been so close so many times uh, to getting to the pram. Was it eleven straight? Yes. Finals they had lost until until this most recent one, and finally since 1946-47, the bees are back in England's top flight. Uh, mm. So, what is it that gets someone from Southeast Australia into Brentford? Well, <clears throat> fortunately, when I was um, traveling for Yolumba, I- I'd end up in England. I used to work uh, America, Canada. England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, Australia, New Zealand, and I used to do events all over the world. So when I was in England in the early days, whenever I got to London, you want to do the English thing, and the quintessential English thing is to go to the football. Mm-hmm. And um, I was lucky enough to have a, a friend live in London and uh, a mate at a pub who was friends with Damien Duff, so we got to go to Chelsea a couple of times, but I couldn't afford the ticket. And also, when you came to town, you never knew if you could get a ticket to go Mm -hmm. to Chelsea. So I thought, right, I'm in London once or twice a year. I need a London club to support. And um, I was a big fan of St Kilda Football Club here in Australia, which is red, white and black. Mm -hmm. And I wanted someone historic. So I had a choice between Charlton Athletic, Leighton Orient, Brentford Bees and Dagenham and Redbridge. And... um, I went to a game at each and I was adopted by uh, a lot of the um, local fans at Brentford. And when I got to Brentford, when I got to Griffin Park, I realised that it was the only pitch, the only football pitch in the United Kingdom that's got a pub at each of the four corners of the pitch. And it was still kind of on three sides, um, uh, built up two-storey terraces, like that classic uh, Mm -hmm. English thing. So... I just thought, yeah, this is it. This is me. And uh, Griffin, uh, the, the Griffin Hotel, 
uh, on one corner, the Princess Royal on another, the New Inn on another, and it used to be called the Royal Oak and now it's called the Brook. So it was such a family club. They were in division. Actually, I caught the end of League Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went up to League One, went up to Championship, and then I kind of lived through the rest with everybody else. So that's how I got to Brentford, on the tube to South Ealing and then the bus down the hill. Fantastic. Love it. So with the new park that's been built, uh, have they hinted that they're going to try to replicate the same idea, have um, pubs or more pubs like on each corner at the new park? Because Sam and I unceremoniously were there the week that everything went sideways and the yeah. Premier League was cancelled. We were actually at the bridge for Everton getting the shit kicked out of them by Chelsea 4-0. Everton we, was there that day? Yeah, they Didn't uh, look he, like it. Yeah, he, <laughs> Chelsea walked all over them, uh, if Gil- I remember correctly. Gilfie Gilfie Sigurdsson was outside the park walking around in circles. <laughs> he was trying to find Brentford's ground. <laughs> he clearly he to wasn't go to the on the bench. <laughs> um, but the, we were there during all that and while we were leaving that Saturday morning, we were taking uh, a cab out to uh, Heathrow that's when we saw the new the new park. Mm. So uh, long about way of getting to it. But is there plans to have the pubs on every corner at the new park? I don't think not at this point because it's um it's a different thing. Once you get up to Premier League, you can't have the uh, terraces. Mm-hmm. And of course, Griffin Park had the terraces at each end. And mm-hmm. there was a there was a sniff that we were going to get up into the Premier League in in the nineteen twenty season. So I was in London at the end of uh, Dece- in the first week of December. 2019. So I went and took us. Uh, I, I took my ticket in the Ealing Road stand on the terraces with the um, with the cheer squad. And uh, fortunately, I was there to see Brentford beat Luton Town seven nil. Very um, nice. And that's a big day. But um, there's there's still going to be the pilgrimage, I think, to the pubs and then across to the new to the new ground. Okay. And um, interestingly enough, as luck would have it. A mate of mine, two streets away from Griffin Park, there's a place called the Black Dog Beer House, and that's been bought by three Australian lads, and um, that's going to be a stop for people before they go to the game too. I think folks will still make the pilgrimage because Griffin <laughs> Park was such a was such a massive part of Brentford. I mean, they had it since the 1920s. It was their home base, their one and only home base. So I think folks will still do that pilgrimage pilgrimage across it's much like when they go down the king's road at chelsea mm-hmm. everybody starts at the top of the king's road and works their way down yep. i think it'll be the same at brentford yep yeah absolutely uh i i would hope so um because yeah. it's such a, a big part of football in that part of london um so hopefully that does happen uh yeah the bees where did the bees come about um and just if you could a, a very brief history uh, which a lot of which honestly we've covered already, but where where does the the bees mascot come from? Where do we get that nickname? Well, when when Brentford started their football club, uh, of course, um, we're talking 100, 120 years ago. So where Brentford is now, uh, as a kind of outer suburb of West London, it was actually a, a little village in Middlesex. So um, it was started as the first uh, permanent. Uh, football club um, in 1889 and the only other thing they had was a rowing club and um, so the Brentford football club started um, as a village football club and um, there was a local school um, called the the borough I think it was called the borough college or something like that 
any rate, one of the lads from Borough College played for the Brentford Football Club and his mates would be yelling out, you know, buck up the bees, meaning the Borough, um, uh, the, the Borough school lads. Mm-hmm. And the journalists thought that they were buck up the bees, B-E-E-S. So the bees stuck. It just stuck. And, um, yeah, the new logo is actually they've really kind of lifted the bee. Yeah. And uh, and um, here we are, the Brentford Bees. I, I, I think it's great. Under Thomas Frank, you've always had a very attacking style. And um, do you think that's going to continue in the Prem or do you think he's going to tend to do what like a lot of teams that come up from the championship and kind of try to dial it back a little? Well, the idea of um, being promoted to the Premier League is not to get relegated in the first year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, this is just my gut feel. Um, you could play, you could go up and play safe football, but I don't think that's. I think Brentford's a real, real confidence team. It's a real, it's a very much a, a, a unit. It's very much. It's interesting talking to a couple of American lads about Brentford because Brentford's all about money ball. It's all about the Oakland A's idea where you buy, you do your stats, mm-hmm. you buy the player that's undervalued, you give them a rip, and nine times out of ten, they blossom in that in that environment, and then they go on. I mean, have a look at the lads that have gone from Brentford up into the Premier League, even when we got knocked out by another final that didn't go our way. But I think um, there's every chance that we're going to play the same sort of football because that's really what gets you – what what keeps you in the Premier League? I don't think defensive football is going to keep you in the Premier League, not with the talent that's up there and, and funneled into that 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 competition level. True, um, uh, you know. So that depends. Look what happened to Norwich. <laughs> yeah, uh, it didn't go too well for Norwich the last time I they mean, were up here. There, there has to be some sort of balance at some point, right? I mean, you yeah. can't just you know come in all blood and thunder and storm the front gate. That gets you nowhere more often than not on and off the pitch. Let's hey, hey, put it, it got, that way. <laughs> it got Blackpool a shit ton of five to four wins or losses. Yeah. <laughs> more losses than wins. Oh, that's uh, perfect, true. Perfect. Uh, next question, Sam, leading in, talking about the money ball aspect of things. Yeah, absolutely. And over the last few seasons, your club uh, has sold their leading goal scorers uh, each of those seasons in Neil Makeless, uh, Ali Watkins, and Saida Benrama. Uh, but this time, you are going to end up keeping Ivan Tony. Um, do you think he'll be a success in the top flight? I personally think he has all the makings to be a 12 to 15 goal scorer with no no real problem. Well, I think that's really the, one of the, the key things about um, going up to the Premier League is to keep Ivan Tony because he's 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 the he's the flash you need. Um, but a player like that that can finish like that is fed really well. And <laughs> I think that's what Brentford does well. Like we've got guys in the back line that can feed the front line. And I think that's really what got us home in the end. I mean, you've got Sergi Canos comes up and knocks it through, knocks it through. And one of the most underrated players, um, we've got such depth when you when you look at it that, I mean, Josh De Silva got a hat trick that day at Luton Town 7-0 for us. And um, he's been sidelined most of the year. If you have a look at Ivan Tony, if you have, have a look at the near misses, he mm. got 31 goals. But if you have a look how many times he hit the bar or there was a bee stick in it, um, the potential there is, 
you know, because it, because we're going in largely intact. Right. Um, and plus, we've got David Raya, you know, yeah. and that's really important. I mean, have a look at Chelsea. If they hadn't had those three extraordinary goalkeepers in a row, you know, it's it's great to have the attack, and I, I hope we do keep that 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 going forward football. But we're also really fortunate that we've got Jansen and we've got, um, and yes, he has kicked a couple of own goals, but um, David Raya is pretty solid. And, and I think um, with what we've, with, you know, with the Nordic um, sort of midfield and we've got those, you know, English lads as well. And also like Ollie, Ollie Watkins got a lot of uh, spotlight time, but Ethan Pinnock. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a, a bit of a monster in the in the midfield too and, and can pop the odd header in as well. So definitely have a I'm decent hoping- spine oh, yeah. uh, running through that team. I mean you saw the way they stood up to the test of Swansea, pretty much bossed a majority of the game in bossed that final. Them. Bossed them. Uh, absolutely yeah. took care of it. I do want to say that David Rea I'm just wondering, is it is that David De Gea but ordered from wish.com? Is <laughs> what I want to know. <laughs> so such low-hanging fruit. I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize. It's so, so embarrassing myself. But it's it's. <laughs> I, I like the reference to uh, the to to Moneyball because you think about it, it's like all right, you have Neil Mope, as Sam likes to call him, less pay. Um, no, does, Mateo Guendouzi likes to call him less, real less pay. <laughs> yes. And uh, does Guendouzi have a job anymore at Arsenal? Well, technically, yes. He's on loan again. <laughs> again so, heard. yes, we are still his parent club. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it's still, it's still a funny joke. <laughs> and Neil Mope is still a, quite well to do. Yes, true. <laughs> I'm sure he's not underpaid at Brighton. <laughs> but it was just it's interesting for you guys as a club because you have him. He's your leading goal scorer. Fine. We'll sell him. Hey, we sell a sell a valuable asset at the right time. Next guy up. Next guy up's Watkins. Mm. Watkins is incredible. Sell him at a great value to to Villa. He does a great job for Villa. Fine. Next guy mm. up. Ivan, go do it. And uh, the one thing that's definitely worth mentioning: the way he takes penalties is the simplest thing in the world. And every single one of them goes in the back of the net. It looks like somebody holding a hockey stick with his leg yeah. and just pushes it and but it goes into the low corner every time like nobody can touch it it doesn't like you know what he's gonna do still going in still can't get yeah you're not gonna get i mean it's almost like a trademark like arian robin cutting in from the right side on his left foot like you know what he's gonna do but there's no possible way to stop it you're not stopping it so yeah it's uh the other thing too is that you know yeah we we let watkins go and and we let um ben rama go but we kept mabuelan that's and right. He's yep. been, mm-hmm. He has been a he has been solid as the rock. Mm. And um, if we keep if we keep the unit <laughs> and we pick up a couple of um, interesting operators, plus we've got a couple of very flashy young kids coming through. Look, I'm I'm excited about the season. Excellent. Well, and that that's so important. I mean, we we've talked a few times on this show about teams like Fulham mm-hmm. that come up and change everything. And it doesn't work. And it won't work. The players don't have time to gel. There's mm-hmm. no this, that idea. Everybody's under tons of pressure. Their managers, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I'm sure when Shahid Khan can't be there, his mustache still is keeping <laughs> a watchful eye. You know what I mean? So it, you have to keep that core together and and almost mm-hmm. reward those players for the work they've put in 
because no one wants to be more success, successful, I'm sorry, in the Premier League than the team that just won the championship. Right. You know, or That's the or the championship yeah. final. Right. So you can't change mm. too much or you stand no chance. I mean, we, it's been proven mm. time and time again. Well, that mm. perfectly leads us right into the next question that we already know the answer to because Fulham was here last year and we talked to Fulham supporter, a Fulham <laughs> supporter on this show last season. Uh, who's Brentford's biggest rival? <laughs> Look, um, gee whiz, I'd say everyone. I'd say everyone above us at the minute. I really would. Um, <laughs> Just all of them taking on the world. It would be it would be sweet as to stay up the first. To, to, it would be sweet as to stay up the first year because um, Fulham are such show ponies, you know. Um, <laughs> that was you know, that was brilliant. How she wouldn't give like Fulham the due of yeah, they're our rivals. Just no, it's everybody above hey. us because they're below us. Hey, I do want to <laughs> inside industry joke real quick. Yes, show ponies. She's talking about surveys, isn't she? <laughs> She's talking about in market surveys. Yeah. So, where, where is, <laughs> hey, hey, is that beignet in the cold box, Sam? If it's not in the yeah. cold box, we have a problem here. <laughs> it, it is in the cold box for about four and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While you're in town. Oh, my goodness. We love it's an exotic aromatic that goes beautifully with Mediterranean food. And uh, no, that's what you need. You need, the, you need the shrimp cocktail lads to go with that. That's Bionia. it. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Mm. A nice ceviche. Oh, get in. Get in. I, I do have to say, I'm I'm sure two seasons ago, losing that final, not just losing the final, because that sucks, but you lose it to your to your rival and they go up mm. and you don't. Has to mm. be just like the worst, right? Like excruciating. But then and- to win promotion as they're going down and watch them pass, that's also got to be pretty flipping sweet, right? <laughs> Yeah, and that's where you, that's where class comes to the fore, and you just don't even um, you just tell them just don't let the door revolving door smack you on the way out, you know. Right. Um, no, in all honesty, um, that season before last, where we had we had the opportunity to go up by playing form in that last game, I'd mm-hmm. been to a game earlier that year, and there was a real buzz around the club that this could be the year. And um, if you've ever been to a Brentford game, at the end of the game. They put up um, a tiny little barriers, tiny weenie, and when the when the lads come out of the changing rooms, they stop and have a chat to all of the supporters. They sign everything for the kids, the collectors, and it's it's. I mean, if you said to someone from America you could do this with NASCAR drivers, they wouldn't believe it. Nope. But you can at Brentford. It's a very very um, community club, and everybody had that buzz <laughs> about it, and it was really harsh. And so now, um, and and people fly in from international. There's the same guys there every week that have been there 40 years in a row. And I cannot tell you how important this is to to so many people. And and the fact that Fulham's coming down as we go up is is basically that's karma, man. That's <laughs> that's karma. It, we're the little engine that could and finally has. So. You know, we're going to enjoy this first season and, and hopefully, hopefully, um, if everything aligns, um, I reckon we might just finish up around about two thirds. That's where I'd like to see us in our first year. So I yeah. think probably about 14th, 15th myself. Yeah. Because I can think of three yeah. Premier League teams that are probably worse than you and will more than likely go down 
Um, mm. Well, Newcastle, being one of them. Newcastle has done nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> do you expect them to do anything? So it's going to have to implode, Listen, right? <laughs> there's oh. been uh, able to be bookings at the pub gardens uh, in England recently, and I'm sure Mike Ashley just hasn't been you know, pulled away from that garden long enough to file any paperwork with anybody. <laughs> well, you have you have to remember, Sam, <laughs> it's going to be right at deadline. Um, St. Maximon's going to get sold and then their whole season's going to be fucked. Yeah. And then Brucey's got to try to figure it out, which we all know Brucey's the most original soccer He's at the sausage all roll line at Tesco's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I told you that. He loves himself a sausage roll, that guy. Um, so besides yourself, obviously, of international wine fame, uh, what other famous supporters does Brentford have? Um, well, we're a bit skinny for fineness, um, but uh, Phil Collins. Um, hey, in the air a, of the night. A, a Brentford man. Isn't that how the lyric goes? Yeah. yeah. I got. I, What's that? I said, in the air of the night, Brentford came up. <laughs> Isn't that? <laughs> oh, oh. Mate, um, so, yeah, Phil Collins is about the most high profile, but there's a. Um, now, I wrote this down because I haven't checked it out yet. There's mm-hmm. a band called Hard Fi. In, in England, and apparently their lead singer, who's quite hot, um, Richard Archer and the BBC Radio, Billy Reeves and Blue Tones, Adam Devlin, have done a song about the soccer. So huh. they're about our highest profile. Okay. But in all honesty, in all honesty, <laughs> mate, most of the supporters, um, most of the Brentford hardline supporters are local folk and folk like me that have fallen into that lovely family thing. And, um, yeah. There's football. nothing wrong with that that's either. Us. That's no. what gives a football club soul. Right. Well, and that's mm. also when you when you fall in love with with a club, you hope that it's someone that has this just great family backbone to it. Like, you know, yeah. you feel part of that family the minute you join oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I it doesn't to- matter if it's a huge club or a small club. You feel that as a supporter when you get it. It's like. A lot, a lot of it doesn't even have to do with the club itself necessarily. It's the people involved with the club. Exactly. It's the, the people yeah. exactly. that surround the club. I mean, just look, my club's yeah. done nothing for me in the last 15 years, but piss me the fuck off. <laughs> right, and, true. <laughs> but it's the, it's the same guys that work the door at the supporters club on Avenel Road. You know, it's yep. the same guys yep. that I walk up to year in and year out when I make my pilgrimage over. And they love me and embrace me and have even, Sammy, loved and embraced you. Yeah. As you've come in, in and given you some bants, hashtag yep. bants. St- still going to catch on. It will it's catch on. It's not going to catch on. Stop saying hashtag bants. <laughs> it's not going to work. He's trying that every single week. Yeah. And when we were when we were at the bridge in London, we were taking the train out and we were taking the train out with a whole bunch of uh, Everton supporters and everybody uh realized we were the ones with the funny accents and started talking to us and uh mm-hmm. it just everybody takes you in and that's that's the beauty yeah. the beauty of football as a, as a whole and particularly the premier league it just seems this this beautiful family that everyone has now we have the tough question how do you think the boys are going to do where do you think they're going to finish well um i i've uh, i've had a look and I reckon we're I reckon we're going to finish around. I I think we're going to finish in at the top of the uh, of the bottom third. That's where I'd like to be. So safe, sound, and um, 14th, and put the 15th, critics to rest. Fourteen, fifteenth, stick around. Yeah, yeah, st- yeah. You know that that that'd be that'd be that'd be magic. Well, um, I, Mr. Graham and I were rooting, actively rooting for you uh, the last two seasons to get up. So we're pretty, pretty excited to get to see you in the Prem. 
Mm. Yeah, and I told you, I can, lot- I can easily think of three teams worse off. Yeah. I think Southampton's going to lose Danny Ings. They're going to be in worlds of trouble. Yep. Um, I think Burnley are going to be in a world of trouble. Yeah, they haven't new ownership, but they haven't bought anybody haven't done yet. anything yet. And a lot of the team is disenfranchised with Dice. So Every, yeah, there's everyone's problems. a year older and they were already mm-hmm. old. Right. Uh, and they might lose Tarkovsky. Uh, and then um, I mean, pick your lot between Brighton, yeah. you know, Bright- and Brighton and still has a Newcastle. It. Gr- great. They got a great offensive mind and they've got a great like this, this great attacking style, but they're in 15th every year. Well, Right. They could beat anybody on any given Saturday. Yeah. But and then they'll drop like a stone. Yeah. Which has been proven time and time again. So I just want to I can easily see Brentford staying up in this situation. I really hope so. I mean, there's the opportunity to do so. That's for damn sure. The the other two teams that are coming up as well in Norwich, uh, they have done nothing to convince. That they're they're going to do anything to stay in the Premier League. I, Norwich has always been a yo-yo club. They've been up, go right back down. I mean, I think in the early 2000s, they were up for like a run of about five seasons. But for the most part, every time they come up, they go right back down. So, yeah, you're right. Absolutely right, Sammy. Yeah. Uh, and we and we don't have that disenfranchisement <laughs> thing. Right. You know? Exactly. Confidence is up. Tiles are up in, in West London. Man. Now, I, I will say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you all have any entrance music when your players walk out, like Everton to Zed Cars and stuff like that? Did, no. is, did the team, if they don't walk out to Lose Yourself by Eminem, I think it's a massively missed opportunity. Okay. <laughs> That's what you want. Hey, you get one shot. 90 fucking years they've been trying to get back. <laughs> you get one shot, one opportunity. You better yeah. seize it. I, I'm not going to argue. Be rabbit Come on. Yeah, no, I remember I remember walking out of Yankee Stadium because I worked in New York a lot. I remember walking out of Yankee Stadium so many times to Frank Sinatra, you know, um, yeah, New, New York, York, New York. York and yeah. um, uh, I, I don't think we've got the same thing, uh, you know, West London, West London. But um, no, but they do have they do have a giant bee mascot that that and he's got a um, He's got a giant B girl partner, so they kind of they kind of bring the team out. So Aww. I'm hoping I'm hoping we don't lose them. That'd be fantastic. It's time to tell you what little anybody knows. It's speculation time. The silly season is in full swing, and uh, it even to newly promoted sides, the silly season's in full swing. Has the press taken um, a dart and just thrown it at a team and a dart? and thrown it at a player and just said, oh, yeah, you're definitely signing this person yet because that's what they seem to like to do all the time when it comes to the 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 waiver season. Yeah. The big dart, the big dart with Brantford was Ivan Tony's going everywhere. Um, yeah. So hopefully uh, it looks like we're going to retain him. I and mean, he seems very keen to stay. So from everything I've read and saw, plus, you know, they're pretty active on social media, the Bees boys. Um, so I'm going to actually draw your attention. Yes, there is a couple. There's four. I've done all my research and there's four that we've targeted. Um, there's a really interesting young fella, um, a Scottish striker from Hibern, Hibs from Hibernian, Mm -hmm. um, called Kevin Nisbet. They're all low profile or according to the, according to press reports, (laughs) they're either, they're all either all very low profile under the radar players. Or they're players that have been kind of sidelined by their club. 
so absolute anomaly is like a yeah. Scottish striker. Well, well, and the, yeah, we the, got a Scottish striker. <laughs> now, hey, I went to see Hibernian play Dundee United, mate. So don't, don't discard, disregard the Scots. Very, <laughs> very, very funny inside thing. So on our uh, Patreon page where we had do um, kind of predictions for the week, we follow a Scottish club. Our Scottish club we follow. The old Ebbs. The Ebbs. <laughs> Gotta follow the Ibs. Because the... Well, you love him. Well, and so we, I know about about him as as a player and he had a hell of a season for him um we have the main reason why we like him though is because all the heroin junkies in um train spotting if you didn't notice they all support the ibs so we were like and then i went to edinburgh and i walked down to uh to to, to the, the old town uh, yeah to, to the iberian stadium and i'm just like yeah this kind of Feels like, like where train spotting was shot. Like yeah. <laughs> it's the it's yeah, it's the downtown grungy of Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. definitely. It's such a good movie. And yeah, we we've we've they've been kind of our little uh, adopted Scottish team the entire time. So if he got yeah. signed to you guys, we'd we'd definitely be following keen to that. We'd be following that. It's it's in the wind. Um there's a, a New Zealand follow um that's at um West Ham. Um, called Winston Reed, yeah, mm-hmm. center back, old center back. Yeah, he's been he's been rumored. I think um, his last goal in Nottingham, the Premier League was against Arsenal. Sorry? I think, yeah. Hmm. Oh. And a, a guy from Nottingham Forest called Joe Worrell, English fella, mm-hmm. uh, center back as well. So they're looking for a center back. Um, they're looking for a bit of bit more depth in the strikers because they rotate through them um quite a bit. And um, the one that's just popped recently is uh, a guy from Colombia called Gabriel Fuentes. <laughs> okay. So, again, we're buying low. Um, but the, the two that I wanted to mention was a couple of fellas from the um, – a couple of young kids, actually, 19-year-olds. Um, one's a guy from Adelaide United who is our uh, Australian league mm-hmm. uh, team about an hour south of where I live, and um, Lachlan Brook. He um, got signed to Brentford B's, uh, like Brentford B's B team, mm-hmm. uh, as an 18-year-old. He's playing as a 19-year-old at the minute, and um, he might very well be a, a star of the future to watch. And um, being an Elvis fan, there's a um, a lad called Aaron Presley, um, who's playing <laughs> um, in the B team as well, and uh, a Scottish lad, and um, and and he's a bit of a star of the future as well, I think. Excellent. Hopefully he doesn't get picked up by a UFO. <clears throat> um, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. You just like to throw around. I can't around believe you just said that. that. It's low-hanging fruit, man. That. It's the easy stuff. So, so dismissive. He... He gives he, he gives me the hard time early on, and he's the one throwing around the dad jokes. <laughs> I've got to say, maybe this isn't so bad for, like, the odd breakfast heart starter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then for the team as a, as a whole, um, what do you th- what kind of depth do you think you need to the side? Like, do you think it's, you know, a four or five players that you want to kind of add? Do you think that those players can come up from the youth system? I mean, you've hinted at people, but how do you think that all shapes out? Um, look, Thomas Frank seems to be, seems to be a really, really accomplished juggler. He seems to be able to juggle things really well. And, and I'd be really happy if we got, when I was, when I was there in uh, following him in league two, they had three young goalkeepers coming up that were really, really solid. 
I'd be happy if we got someone um, uh, as a goalkeeper, uh, a centre back, just to just in case we lose some of the Nordic patrol. Um, I don't think it hurts to have another striker that can also play anywhere in the forward line because mm-hmm. um, we because we tend to go up um, as a line. Um, so I'd be really happy if they could retain whatever we've got. If we lose a few, um, which I think we've lost Norgard. <laughs> Um, from memory, that would be the biggest name we've lost, I think. If we retain Tony and we put a little bit of support around, Josh De Silva's coming back from injury. We've still got Ethan Pinnock, who is def- a defensive, is actually a, a forward-playing defender. Um, mm-hmm. I'd be pre- pretty happy to go in with, with that and, and a, little bit of beef, a little bit of beef ready to go in the goalkeeping department should David Raya need a spell. Because yep. it's Premier League. He's going to be under... Hang of a lot more pressure than than where he's been at the minute. I There's think. always a veteran to find as far as keepers go. You can find someone who's been around the league that can mm. can fill in in a pinch. You know those those mm. those keepers always exist. It's it's mm. it's a lot easier to find than you think, and that's all you need. It's just someone to mm. you know just to back up. Yep. Yeah, just but, to fill in, yep. if necessary. I mean, Joe Hart's probably going to be available. Mm-hmm. You'll see mm. uh, somebody like Scott Carson. I don't know if he signed on again for another year to help. Ederson out at Man City, but Scott Carson would be another one. Ben Foster yeah. um, may be available from Watford because he missed so much of the season and their goalkeeper did well. Uh, Sergio mm-hmm. Ramo, uh, Re- uh, Ramos uh, left Man U, on a, so he's there on a free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, yeah. I saw Joe. Yeah. I've seen quite a bit of Joe Hart. I like him. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's all you tall, need. It's just someone. Tall kind of spider sort of. Frame. Someone who's played in the league. Someone who's played in the league knows exactly what they're dealing yeah, with. And, just lend and, that experience to their to the the number yeah. one, and won't be pushing to yeah. try to take over the number one shot. Exactly, They'll yeah. be there if something yeah. goes wrong, but they're not actively yeah. trying to ruin the number one. Let the number one do yeah. its thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say just the final question before we go into uh, wrapping everything up here is: it gotta feel nice to know that in this instance with somebody like Ivan, you you don't have to be a selling club for once, right? Like with Watkins, it's like, all right, we get it. You want to go play in the Prem. We didn't get promoted, so we got to sell you, you know? And yeah. it's got to it's got to be a nice feeling. It sucks that people are all linked to him, but it's also got to be a nice feeling to know that, hey, we're going into the Prem and we get to keep our top dog. Yeah, and, and the feeders. Because because a, a striker can only can only convert or can only create as much as everyone around him is prepared to feed, and I think there is that generosity of uh, you know that that collaboration in in every everything from the from the back line through to the forwards. They're they're all everyone's really happy to some of those shots that Tony put home were just put in the right spot. Some of them he ran through himself, but some of them were put in the right spot. And I think there is this really lovely um, star team, not team of stars thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, if everyone's prepared to push it through and, and on his day too, Canos is pushing it through all the time. It's just feeding it, feeding it, feeding it. Mabuemo is, is so um, like under the radar. Um, yes, he gets the odd, yes, he gets a lot of goals, but he also puts a lot of balls in the right place. So, you know, if I can retain that. Watkins scores you know. a lot of the goals that he scored that season because of him. Because that's Absolutely. who was feeding him. Yeah, you know? yeah. for sure. 
It was, yeah. it was, and also Ben Rama as well. It yeah. was a real mm-hmm. three-way collaboration. You know, yeah. was it the nickname so, was BMW for them, right? Yep, excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I have one final question, please. It actually has nothing to do with football. Go right ahead. Do you remember the article we were sent about the democracy sausages? Uh, this is the first opportunity we've had to speak to an Australian since we've been sent that article. Okay. And I must know. Please go for it. Uh, so we were sent an article by one of our listeners that during the recent elections in Australia, um, either the polling places, the local councils, or the kind of general, you should vote, you know, kind of rallying groups paid for sausage vans to be in the parking lot of polling stations and giving away free sausages to encourage people to come out and vote. Is that true? Was that an exaggeration? Are you any aware of this at all? Is that a thing? My sausages are a massive thing in this country. We have national sausage championships. Not that you have to eat 25 in three minutes. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's all about the content because years and years ago as a kid, Sausages used to be called mystery parcels because they were always the lips and ears, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, sausages have gone to a serious level in this country. Um, I've got lamb and honey uh, sausages in the in the fridge at the minute. Um, no, uh, that's something I'm unaware of, and I suspect democracy sausages <laughs> might be a completely different thing um, in your country <laughs> than mine. Um, no, uh, and actually. Damn. We don't have sausage vans either. Uh, I'm not like, quite sure. Like a sausage van for us, sausage van is like, I don't even, I don't even, we don't have a sausage van. That's really sucks so, that that's not true. No Scottish, ver- I mean, no Australian version of our Wienermobile. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, I heard about a guy from your country called Wiener. You know, <laughs> uh, he had a problem showing his wiener. That was his problem. Did not know yeah. how to take photos from his phone. No, he did not. Uh, no, I, I yeah, it's kind of wiener envy, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> It I, is a little bit from where I'm sitting. I got to say, I got to call out Sam for this because Sam, he just went, hey, you're Australian. You know all the other Australians. So I'm going to ask you a question specifically because you're Australian <laughs> and you'll just know it. As like, far as I know, it was throughout the country. It's it's a fucking continent, mate. There's a lot of them on there. <laughs> a lot of them there. They don't all know each other and I don't know all each other's <laughs> stories. There's that. a lot of open space in between, too. <laughs> Just there may very well have been a sausage van, and I don't think I don't think it had much to do with democracy. <laughs> oh Lord, dear me! All right, that's a, going to about wrap it up. Unfortunately, I have to throw the uh, the ball over to my co-host here, who's going to have to talk about something. That I know none of us want to fucking talk about, but every time Again. it happens, we have to fucking talk about it. Uh, Sam, any parting words? Yeah, of course I do. Um, obviously, the finals of the Euros took place uh, yesterday at time of recording, which was Sunday. Um, it obviously went to a penalty shootout between England and uh, Italy, and the last three players, three brilliant, brave <laughs> young men, um, for England, missed their penalties. Or one missed and two had them saved. 
And I still, for the life of me, can't figure out why the first thing that comes to mind is to jump online and hurl racist slurs at these young men. One in particular who has done more this past year than any of you cunts will ever do in your pathetic little fucking lives. Yeah, yeah. The other two, I'm sure, are also well on their way to that. Either way, doesn't matter if they've done nothing. It is absolutely absurd to hurl racial epithets at teenagers. Yeah. It is disgusting. It is abhorrent. And I will never stop calling it out. And I will remind you that starting your day with the sole purpose of trying to not be a cunt usually makes you go to sleep in a decent place. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty simple. If you feel like you should hurl a racial epithet at somebody, don't. If you feel like you should go online and troll somebody, don't. If you feel this way, you should probably... I, I can't say that. I'll leave it alone. That Get Just don't therapy. be a cunt. Just keep, keep it to your fucking Edu- self. Educate yourself. Keep, keep, keep the Marcus Rashford got a widely hated of children, a widely hated, very Tory prime minister to give free food to millions of children. What did you do this year? You racist fucking cunt. Like, really? Wow. Never stop calling these people out. Baffling. Ever stop calling these people out. Why? Because they missed a fucking penalty shot. It has nothing to do if, okay, then if Harry Maguire had missed his or Harry Kane had missed his, would you all be yelling out slurs at them? Just mouth breather and slab head. That's it. Yeah. It just, it's the stupidest thing ever. It's the stupidest thing ever. It's absolutely ridiculous. And we're never going to stop calling you out for it until you stop. Yep. Yep. So Uh, that's all I have. Again, Jane, thank you very much Uh, for me. Sam will close us out here. I really appreciate you being here. And up the bees. (laughs) <laughs> yes. We, yeah, and the bees have gone up. That's <laughs> the bees have gone up. That's right. So we have to do a major shout out because uh, uh, this all does not happen having Jane on the show tonight. If it isn't for our great friend, amazing human being. It's unfortunate he's a Liverpool supporter. It's his one major flaw, Mr. Russell Benson, for getting this done. Like big. Big snaps to him. Thank you very, very, very much, Russ, for uh, putting us all in touch and us being able to do this. Uh, Jane, floor is yours. Plug away. Tell us what you're doing, what all you're up to, where people can talk bees with like-minded individuals, all that good stuff. Yeah. um, If you're a bee fan, I would encourage you to get on Twitter um, because uh, the bees are really, really good as a club through Twitter. And uh, most of the players have got their own handles. They cross-reference uh, with each other. And you can literally leave a comment for your player on their Twitter site. And um, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of support within there. If you get a chance, I know it's COVID times, but if you get a chance to go to the game, I mean, they're running two friendlies, one against West Ham, one against uh, Valencia. And it's a £10 <coughs> ticket to go to a friendly at the new stadium, at the new Brentford Stadium. If you live in England, please try and get a ticket, get along and see them now on their way, you know, give them a little bit of confidence on the way up. 
and 10 pounds for a friendly against Valencia or West Ham, you know, that's just money pretty for Pretty good. decent. To be um, honest, pretty yeah. decent. And uh, uh, my, uh, my Instagram and Twitter um, is Barossa Saint because I follow St. Kilda. Um, I'm on there most of the season. I'm on their Facebook, wrote a nice story about how tough it was to miss out the first time and how fantastic it was the second time. Um, all I want to do is say to Thomas Frank and all the lads um, at Brentford, thanks a million. It means a huge amount and um, these have gone up. Let's stay out. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so very, very Perfect. much. And uh, boys and girls, thank you for joining us again. Next up is injury time where we're going to discuss the Euros, the Copa America, and the Concafical Cup. Because uh, 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 two great tournaments. Hey, we already won the Nations League. And, I don't give a shit about this and, one. And then, <laughs> and then this. Sam, if somebody wanted to find injury time, how would one go about doing it? Uh, very easy, actually. You open up your internet browser of choice and just uh, type in www.patreon.com backslash DU football show and sign up to one of the top two tiers. That's the $5 tier or the $9 tier. Uh, Mel, you're busy. I can see that because $10 is too much. Okay, I'll take your <laughs> line for this one. Uh, and, <laughs> and just sign up to one of those. You'll get sound check, which this week you can actually hear our guest uh, checking her sound as well. Um, which last week you you couldn't, uh, <laughs> which is why we do the fucking show. And <laughs> and then uh, you can also hear injury time, as Sam has already alluded to. You are such a good boy. I you know. really are. I'm just, uh, listen, it's like we just came out of a bar in New York City. And you asked me to hail a cab, so I just pulled my leg out and stuck it just <laughs> off the curb there. <laughs> Magnificently done, sir. Till next week and our next team, boys and girls. Good night. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton Punch you in the eye and drink your rye Sam Houston Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham Smoke of a lord, looks great in shorts Sam Grammy Sam Graham Get the fucking new button!